In this place, to find is to lose, and to lose is to find. Sorry, say that again? I, I think you lost me. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined, as always, by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm in content hell, because... Mm, what's that like? <laughs> I mean, it's it's good and bad. There's like four million things that came out very recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, are but... you one of those... Uh... Are you one of those strangers? Are they called strangers? People who like stranger things? Are you one <laughs> um, of them? I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing that I haven't gotten to yet because I knocked out Wolfenstein 2. I'm in the thick of Mario. Well, I guess Mario post-game. But then, like, the and thing there is... Was like a, there was, like, an Assassin's Creed happening, too? Yeah, which I don't really care that. for Assassin's Creed. But, um, yeah, Stranger Things, I haven't been able to watch much just because I have to watch it with my wife, so it's, like, a scheduling conflict. But um, I've heard it's good. I'll get there, probably. I have... Wow, I was about to just say my opinions about Stranger Things. That's not what this podcast is. <laughs> We're here to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Um, so we last left Yuve Troop. They had just left what even world? Neverland? Uh, 100 Acre Wood? Yeah. Uh, and now we're back in Castle Oblivion. Uh, but before we see them, we see a scene of Vaxen, Axel, and Larxene. Uh, and Larxene and Axel are kind of making fun of Vaxen. Yeah, here. you you texted me this morning worried that, like, nothing funny happened in what we, <laughs> what we were talking about. I, like, everything was funny that we're talking about today. <laughs> um, there are, there first, are of, first of which but... is them roasting Vaxen to shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> Larxene is like, oh, weird. Vexen, it's it's almost like your um your little robot Riku um didn't do shit and Sora is fine and wasn't like challenged by it at all and then Axel's like well maybe it was all part of his secret plan to get Sora deeper into the castle. Vexen is like don't at me and then <laughs> uh, he actually says silence and then Larxene, this is amazing. Larxene says predictable response, which I like to think is just. The like you know in the fiction it's like she's like mm, what a predictable response from you but I like to think that the script writers for this game were like I don't know what Larkscene is gonna say here so I'll just put in predictable response <laughs> and I'll know later on to go and change that control F predictable response and change that to a predictable response like and now that, it's uh, now I'm using it as a reaction image on Twitter like that 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 book cover that you tweeted that was just like good quote here. <laughs> On the cover of the book, I can't fathom that that uh, this is like a this is like quite a while ago. But yeah, I, my mom actually showed me that. Like sh she was reading an ebook and she was like, "Hey, it says insert good quote here where the uh, critics poll quote is supposed to be." And I lost my mind. It's so uh, funny. Um, it's basically that. 
You have to like tweet that. You have to like retweet that again for context when this goes up. I can totally do that. Um, yeah, no. So this scene was funny. I think I think predictor response is like the best possible own for someone like Vexen. Predictable response. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but after that, uh, Marluxia shows up and continues to roast Vexen. Yeah, it's not a great day for the dude, as we'll no. find out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a bummer. What does Marluxia do here? I don't even. I mean, he remember. shows his face for the first time. Um, he's got great hair. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, this is for reference because we haven't talked about Marluxia in literally weeks. He is the original dude in a black cloak that Sora encounters in this game the one that sort of welcomes him to castle oblivion and is kind of the the guy in charge of the castle mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say he's kind of the i was gonna say he's the leader but like that's a really complicated thing that we might get into he is today the, he is he has been appointed governor of castle oblivion yes for all intents and purposes um and uh <laughs> Vexen, I guess, points out that they're. He's like, I'm number four in this organization. And you're only eleven, and you can't tell me what I, to do. Yeah, I didn't know if that was important for like their power levels or some shit. But I, I'm, I mean, I, it seems to imply some sort of degree of rank. What number you are? At least that's what Vexen's trying to pull. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just watches too much anime. Um. Uh. Yeah. So Marlisha points out that he can't win against. Sora. Vexen says a bunch of shit that basically boils down to him saying, well, to be fair, you need an extremely high IQ to understand what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I'm playing four-dimensional chess. <laughs> he's uh, he's 100% that type of guy, and it sucks. Yeah. I hate him. Uh, ba- yeah, basically, Marluxia is agreeing with Axel and Larxene that they all don't think his little his weird robo Riku plan is gonna work in whatever he's trying to do with Sora. It's unclear. I mean, we kind of figure it out later, but but I mean, as far as the viewer is concerned, at this point, they're no still idea. not really clear. Yeah. So Marluxia egging him on, prov- like, sort of provokes him to go f- deal with Sora himself, which um, we'll see in a little bit after Vexen leaves. Axel's like, uh, hey, Marluxia, like, you taunt him like that, and he's actually gonna do it. He's actually gonna kill Sora if you just let him. And Marluxia basically says, yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> and um, is this walks this... In, over and talks to Namine for a little bit. Okay, so this isn't the scene I was confusing it with. Okay. Because I have down a quote, but I think it's later on. Yeah, there are more scenes with them. Yeah. So after this, we go back to our groove troop, who uh, they they point out that they're on the tenth floor and that they're really high up. And I, th- I don't think I think it's Goofy that says ten floors of forgotten memories, which is mm-hmm. well, probably a weird way to quantify forgetting things. But um, <laughs> oh man, my my memory of college is really hazy. I, I lost at least two floors worth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, so Sora brings up this promise he made to Namine, which will be important later. Does he, he's a, does he explain the whole scene here or is it later? Yeah, yeah. So they they say, should we go back? You know, like uh, Goofy and Jiminy are wondering, Ooh, we're losing a lot of memory. Should we 
should we turn back? And Sora says, no, it would break an old promise I made. And everyone was like, okay, what do you mean? And Sora explains, on the islands, I promised I would keep Namine safe no matter what, but I forgot it. I only remembered when I started forgetting everything else, so that's why I can't leave. Now that I remember it, I have to keep it. Okay. And everyone else is like, all right. Yeah, so later on, he'll explain in much more detail the the scene. Oh, the actual scene of yeah. the meteor shower. Um, yeah. I just didn't know if that was now or later. But uh, let's dive into this next world, which is the old familiar spooky castle, Hollow Bastion. Yeah, and it's interesting. This world is strange yeah. because it's I'm I'm used to Hollow Bastion not being a Disney story because it's obviously not a Disney world. Yeah, but I'm used to it being like you know what it, how it acts in Kingdom Hearts One, which is this sort of like close to end game, mm-hmm. uh, really relevant story stuff. And yeah. here it's like this weird mixture of Beauty and the Beast, but also Maleficent's there. Yeah, it's it's very. I mean, it's interesting, and it, I think mm-hmm. I think the story is good, but it definitely like, be, like it's definitely the most changed when you extract, like the Riku Kairi subplot entirely. Um, yeah, it feels like weird fanfic. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this game and the rest of this franchise does. So true. I mean, we're in it now. Uh, yeah. So it opens up with them hearing a voice and around the corner it's Beast and Belle having an argument where Beast is trying to save her from this place and Belle's like, I don't want to go with you. Um, which I didn't w- ask you to come save me. Yeah, which um, similar to Neverland, but Beast takes this a lot better <laughs> than Peter Pan did. Um, I mean, he's very sad, yeah, but he, he's he not He beats a jerk himself about up it. about it, but he's not like... But what about my feelings? I'm Peter Pan. This is what I sound like. That was a stellar impersonation. Thank you. I didn't it's know more that. Of, it's more of a, uh, I, I'm evoking the unpleasant experience of being around him less than I am doing an impression. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that I made where, you think about Peter Pan today. Yeah. <laughs> um, more than I guess you already might have. Uh, so I think that we can pretty much fast forward to... When Sora gets to the library and sees mm-hmm. Belle. Because Beast doesn't really go with them at this point. No. He sort of just turns back. Yeah, I mean, I guess he hangs around. But uh, yeah. we learn that, or Belle explains that she was kidnapped. She asked Sora if they were kidnapped as well. And it's like, well, if you were kidnapped, why don't you want to leave? Sorry that we totally fucking eavesdropped on your conversation. Um, and she sort of explains it as, oh, well... Maleficent would take advantage of be saving me, so I'm pushing him away for his safety, which is cool, I guess. And then Maleficent shows up and decides to kind of cuts her explanation short. And yeah, and forces he... everyone to hide away. Mm-hmm. And Maleficent raises the stakes by, I guess, continuing to like double kidnaps Belle. It's not really sure what she accomplishes. What do you, what do you mean? Like, I guess Belle's just stuck in this castle, but now Belle is stuck specifically next to Maleficent. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what the yeah, difference sure. is. Um, yeah. But Sora goes well, in. Well, well, no, what's happening here is she, Maleficent goes and grabs Belle because she, Maleficent is specifically trying to lure Beast to her. We'll find out later that she is that beast has a very strong heart because of his feelings for Belle and Maleficent is trying to draw him here and she's disappointed that just kidnapping Belle isn't working. So now she's going to take her and 
presumably like torture her yikes yeah it's kind of questionable she says i have no choice but to make you beg for his help so double kidnap she's like well if just kidnapping you isn't enough to get him to come save you i'll just start torturing you so i guess you could call torture a double kidnap if you want to be pedantic (laughs) about it well i think just the nature of this being a a disney story that like yeah she doesn't do anything it basically is just double kidnapping (laughs) it's just fun to say i'm gonna keep saying it um okay so that's not exactly how it plays out because when sora gets deeper in to where bell is beast also arrives because maleficent's plan worked um and she there's probably there's some conversation here i'm not sure how important it is i think it's just beast showing off that you know he does all this because he cares so much and um he refers to it as a selfish act to save her because he doesn't care what she's saying he's just doing what's safe for her and that's what he wants just some weird backwards logic but okay um and well i mean it's a it's a nice like uh yeah emotional moment because mm-hmm. he's saying like you taught me to not be selfish but I and I know you don't want me to be here, but I can't just watch you suffer like this. Consider it my last selfish act. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's jumps cool. into saver. Yeah, so he jumps into saver. Maleficent, I guess, attacks him with some sort of attack, and Belle jumps in the way, and now she's just fucking dead. Yeah, she turns into a heart, and that was she's gone. That was weird. <laughs> um i don't understand this is this we we talked about how chain of memories is where it starts to be clear that in the writing they are paying more attention to like establishing you know like plot threads that that will be paid off later and establishing like rules and things like that but on the other hand it's also really loosey-goosey because yeah it's like outside of the worlds it's super important yeah and it's like a weird memory world so i guess this sort of memory bell dies and turns into a heart. Weird. Which is captured. And not and, dies. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, because I guess they're immediately like, well, we'll just take your heart back. That's fine, I guess. Because I guess that's how it works. They all just seem to understand. So, yep. uh, so that happens. It's weird. They, they chase Maleficent into the sort of like uh, big cathedral room where in Kingdom Hearts one you fought her in her dragon form mm-hmm. and, and then you, you fight again. her in her dragon form yep and then uh, after that i guess they beast and bell sort of make up and get on the same page and uh, is that it do we do we move yeah, on there was is, a yeah. scene before the boss fight where maleficent explains that it was her whole scheme to to draw beast in and make him care as much as possible about bell because that makes his heart grow three sizes or whatever so then she can eat it Uh, (laughs) i mean that's basically the plot i really like how maleficent is like boiled down to that when you take away the heartless and the plot of kingdom hearts Mm -hmm. one she's just like i'm going to farm hearts eat them yeah it's weird stuff yeah did we explain that bell like just comes back after you beat maleficent her heart just sort of falls and then she's back it it reminds me of how stands work in JoJo, which you won't relate, but I'm sure you'll... This is the second time you brought him up, and I don't know anything about him <laughs> I just mean, as I didn't before. Yeah, well, basically, so how that works is if you knock that person unconscious, whatever their power is will stop. And that's kind of ah. the same thing that happens here, I guess. Is, oh, you beat Maleficent, so now she no longer has this heart captive, I guess. So, 
It's probably not exclusive to JoJo by any means, but it's what I thought of. But yeah, we can get back to Castle Oblivion now that we're done with Hollow Bastion. From one spooky castle yeah. to the next. Uh, or from one spooky castle to the one we were at before, but now yeah. are back. From to, one spooky castle again. to the next and then back again. Uh, Hobbit's Tale. <laughs> yeah. Vexen's um, here, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and this time, uh, not with Axel and Larxene and Marluxia, but just in front of Goof Troop. Yeah, and he yells, I am Vexen. <laughs> well, it sort of does ask, like, who the fuck are you yeah. first? <laughs> hey, who are uh, you? I am Vexen. And he says, and like, I'm coming to collect your debt. That's such a line. That's I love a line and a half. I love Goofy's response where he's just like hand over his mouth. Like, do you owe him something? Like, do you owe uh, this guy money? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think so. Um, and I'm not sure exactly. I didn't write down the exact words, but. Sora comes to the conclusion that this is the person controlling Riku. Right. Which is kind of... Tr I mean, no, it's not true. But <laughs> the line of thought well, is there. I mean, it basically... It, yeah. It's. I mean, it's messy and we'll get to it. I think we can bring it up later. Yeah. But um, for now, it's that's... not what, super important. Yeah, for now, that's what Sora thinks. Um, so they fight. He loses... Um, Vexen pretends like he meant to do that and gives him a... Yeah, he says, did you even notice I was delving deep into your memory as we fought? Look what I found. A card crafted from all the memories locked in the other side of your heart. And then he, like, tosses it Sora's way before yeah. he disappears. This is interesting because I presumed up to this point that all the cards were made by Naminé. Um... And they were just sort of pretending. Like, it's like they were kind of giving the cards out and being like, all right, give this to Sora when you pretend to lose. And that would make sense up to this point where because of the, what Vexen is doing, they wouldn't have given him that card. So I don't know where he got it. The way I read it, and maybe this is incorrect in a you know very detailed lore sense, but the way, the way I, I feel like they play it is that even though all of this memory stuff is only happening because of Naminé, they put a weird importance on the castle, too, mm -hmm. even though, like, if you're really to dive into lore, it's, like, there are important things that happen here, uh, like... Way, way before. It, yeah, that, that we won't get into, but, like, other than that, the place is basically just a castle, but, like, the way they imply it in this game is it's almost like whatever, what Naminé does with his memories... Uh, for some reason, that sort of makes the castle itself uh, a tool in the manipulation of his memories. So even mm -hmm. though Naminé is the source of that memory-altering power, maybe they have some limited ability to determine how that manipulation happens. So maybe that's why he was able to make the card. It's a stretch, but I think it kind of makes sense. Kind of? That's the thing. I, I I guess we'll figure out when we get into some more details later in the game. Because um, I really got the impression that he's just pulling a fast one. And maybe he stole the card, but again, like I think once we deal with but, Riku's side, we'll get more examples of the cards being way less this way, because the world cards are weird. Yeah, yeah. So let's not worry about it right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sora's like, "What do you even mean when you say that?" But Vaxen's already gone. Yeah, other, yeah. Other side of your heart is is. It's super interesting that we and we can't talk about it for a while, but um Right. It's cool. Like um, a while. Like we can talk about it and some reports, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which I guess we'll do when we finish Sora's story, which 
shouldn't yeah. be too far off. Um, uh, something I want to point out, which it isn't a cutscene, and I'm glad that Emiru includes these things, um, is when you you can talk to Goofy and Donald just walking mm-hmm. around the floor. Donald brings up like, what does he mean by the other side? Is that where the stuff you're forgetting goes? And that's super interesting that they included that in like mm-hmm. a throwaway line because it's yeah kind of important. Um, so again, answer report stuff, but yep, uh, stay tuned for that. Let's jump in. Well, actually, there's a there's a scene um, mm-hmm. in which we see Axel and Marluxia talking by themselves. Um, Marluxia tells Axel that Vexen uh, <laughs> did some things he shouldn't be doing, which um, again is why I presume that uh, he might have stolen the card. Or I guess if he can just make them and everyone can make them, that's just probably the easiest solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marluxia says, you need to eliminate the traitor. And Axel... He doesn't say those words, but, he sa- but Axel says, if Sora disappears, that would mess up the organization's plans. Mm-hmm. And Marluxia says, I trust you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Yeah, well, I think he says in a couple words that um oh you're traitors right, you're right. Tra- traitors to the organization must be eliminated and yeah, yeah you're right because axel is like uh, uh, when he says i trust you know you you know what you need to do axel says spell it out for me because yeah. we know he's sort of playing we already know he's sort of playing this uh mm-hmm. double agent game and he's trying to like kind of re- really we, feel we everything know. out we know yeah. that the text so far is just sort of alluding to it but uh, mm-hmm. I, I really like this scene because when Marluxia says, oh, traitors to the organization must be eliminated, Axel's like, all right, just remember you said that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, disappears super smugly. Um, and then we can jump into the next world, which uh, Sora points out he only has one card to use. Um, and it's a new world that we don't recognize. Twilight Town. I love Twilight Town. So good. One of the best worlds. Ugh. I love Twilight Town. I mean, it doesn't really do much in this. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's interesting stuff that happens here, but it's mostly just later. I love Twilight Town. This game almost feels like it's supposed to be played after Kingdom Hearts 2, but it came out before Yeah, in some ways. But I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, So we get into this world, and this is the first time anything in a world has been remotely important to the plot. Um, Yeah. And it's a lot of Sora and Goofy just being like, have you been here before? And Sora's like, no, I don't think so, which... It's interesting because he's kind of had that approach to every world. He doesn't really remember it. But this one, he's like specifically like, I have definitely never been here before. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a weird. So it kind of plays back and forth. Like, should he just be not trusting his memory or is it actually new? We see like a weird vision of Namine behind him. Yeah, so what what happens here is this is where Sora gives the full explanation of his promise to Namine. He says yes. that he takes out the good luck charm, the star charm, and says uh, that there's a special memory that goes with it. One night when we were little, uh, he and Namine, that is, there was a meteor shower and she started crying because she was worried what would happen if a shooting star hit the islands. And Sora promised he'd hit it away bet right back into space and he did a little flourish with a toy he says he do, did a little flourish with a toy sword uh, and then Namine smiled and uh, gave him the charm and, and he said he would you know promise to protect her 
And then a vision of Namine, as you mentioned, appears behind Sora and says, I'm sorry, Sora, all this because of me. And then she sort of fades away. Yeah. So she clearly is not a big fan of what she's being told to do. We could have figured that out earlier, unless she's just really sad all the time, which she kind of tends to be. But you can see in this game that she's very upset about the things she is being forced to do. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a thing. I guess we can fast forward to the mansion. Um, Yep. So they get in front of this mansion. Well, the gate to a mansion. They never go through the gate. Um, And this is where Sora really is confused because he's like, I sense that I've been here before, but he can tell that it's different than remembering stuff. So he can tell Mm -hmm. that it's not what Namine is doing. Um, It's just a weird, different connection he has to this place. And after that conversation, Vexen shows up. Yeah, and and he he's like feeling nostalgic. And so I was like, Bleh! and Vexen says, uh, uh, your memories of Namine or your feelings here, which are more real? He's dropping some like really good hints to Sora. Like he's, I don't know, his motives are he's, unclear, but he's, he's inadvertently trying to help. Yeah, in this scene, he's basically a good guy. He's just, uh, we mentioned before how he's a jackass, mm-hmm. and he's definitely being that right now, but he, yeah, he he's, is. He's such a jackass, and he hates the organization so much right now that he is trying to help Sora, just out of mm-hmm. pure spite. <laughs> um, also kind of, you get the idea at first, also kind of fun, like it's fun for him to taunt Sora, like, mm-hmm. what do you think is more real? Your I know more than you do. Place, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely the, the kind of guy to taunt, like, I know something you don't know <laughs> about what's in your head. And also, I mean, he probably thinks he's going to win, so nothing he says matters. Um, yeah. So his his idea is probably, I'm just going to kill Sora, and then the organization will be mad at me for that. That's not what happens. Um, yeah, and, and Sora, I guess it is important that Sora says, no, of course my, my memories of Namine are more mm-hmm. important. Are, are real this, this stuff must be one of your tricks and then here's where we get the title of the game yeah. said because uh, vexen says the memories wiles can be cruel in its silence we forget in its obsession it binds our hearts this place was created solely from another side of your oh wait it's not even this line where he says the chain of memories but he's anyway <laughs> this place was created solely from the other side of your memory it is on the other side of your heart that this place exists it is your heart that remembers and Sora says no I've never been here and Vaxen says if you remain bound to the chain of memories and refuse to believe what is truly found inside your heart then throw it away you are not a keyblade master just a slave to twisted memories exactly like my Riku your Riku. Yeah. And yeah. then Sora gets real <laughs> mad. And then they fight. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? He beats Vexen. Um, yep. And Vexen seems pretty done in by this. God, we need to talk. Before we get there, we haven't. I don't know how we haven't mentioned this yet. This is only a thing in Recom, but. Every time this has happened a million times before. Oh, I think you might be pointing at the same thing I thought about. (laughs) This, uh, this really hit me this time because of sort of all of the dramatic stuff that's happening right here. Every time Sora gets a card from a boss fight, 
the car, and in this, Sora is getting the Vexen card. Uh, the card sort of spirals down and falls slowly, and Sora picks it up. But he just has this, like, goofy sort of neutral grin on his face. <laughs> and there's all of this, like, sad shit going on. He's, like, questioning his very existence, and he's like, hmm, I got a new card, yay! <laughs> all right, back to back to brooding. Yeah, and also Vexen's still there. No, what, yep. what, what I always thought you were going to talk about is something I noticed because I was like half watching the fight and they have like voice lines that they quip when they do card breaks or attacks and right as Amiru is using like a goofy attack uh Vexen card breaks him and yells something so it goes goofy imbecile (laughs) 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 and it really stood out to me as um poignant Uh, uh that's good yeah so they beat Vexen and we see him pretty worn down in front of the gates. And he he warns Sora that if he keeps following Namine, he will just become our Lucia's pawn. Um and I guess when when do He's right. He's right. It's it's kind of this weird mix where especially considering like none of this has been explained yet, where you kind of just don't know what the fuck's going on. Because yeah. there's the organization that has a plan, and Marluxia is told to do that, and he's doing something different. So that's his plan in the castle, and then he also yeah. has people with him trying to do that against the organization, and then Axel is pretending to do that, but actually going yeah. against Marluxia for the real organization. Axel is a loyalist to the organization Mm -hmm. that was sent in to make sure there weren't any traitors in Castle Oblivion. He finds out that there are, and now he is trying to ingratiate himself with those traitors so that he can get more information on them and then report back to the character whose name we don't know at this point, Mm -hmm. but we will know in a later game, who is the leader of the organization. Um, So right now we're in a place where Axel is trying to sort of prove himself to these traitors headed by Marluxia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's and, all revealed in this game, even though it's, it's pretty right, clear right. now that Axel has unclear loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, that uh, Vexen says, you know, if you seek the girl Namine, you will become Marluxia's pawn. And Sora's like, what the fuck does Namine have to do with? And then a- Axel <laughs> Chakram just comes in and beans Vexen in the face. He's dead as shit. Um, not, I mean, not, not yet, yet, but he's he will about be. to be. Yeah, a- Axel, ironically, Axel's firepower completely trumps Vexen's ice powers. Um, yep. So, yeah, there's a bit of a conversation where Vexen, like, pleads for his fucking life and axel just sort of snaps his fingers and he's like goodbye well, yeah, and, yeah he's like you know you're a no you're a nobody but hey at least now you'll be nothing instead of just a nobody mm. and yeah he snaps his fingers and yeah. vexen bursts into flame like vexen is screaming like yelling something and he's just like goodbye and kingdom <laughs> hearts what are you doing this and is a child's game what's funny is that Sora also has the same thought because he turns around at Axel's like, what are you people? (laughs) Oh my God. And it's some bonkers shit. Um, I don't know. Axel says, I don't even know what, what we are. I wonder that myself. And then he disappears. Yeah. Is this the first time they use the term nobody to refer to something? For someone? No, th- there's a coy mention of it before where okay. you could you could 
have assumed they were just using the word nobody because mm-hmm. they're like we nobodies can never be somebody's in an earlier okay yeah you're scene right. but it, you could have interpreted it as oh they're just using it metaphorically yeah um, and then the, here we hear it again so the player is like mm, that word seems to come up a lot mm, that's capitalized it must be a term look mm-hmm. forward in the glossary yeah <laughs> uh, uh i think that's it for this scene um oh yeah you're right so vexen's fucking dead that, that happened. Yeah. Rest um, in peace. Rest in pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's hop back into Castle Oblivion, um, where quote-unquote Riku is waiting patiently for... S- oh, no, we're, we, we skipped a scene here. We- yeah, there's a scene with oh, uh, Axel right. back with Marluxia and Larxene. Uh, and Axel's like, hey, Marluxia, you were just using Vexen to test Sora's strength, huh? And then Larxene was like, yeah, and we were testing yours, too. We didn't know if you had the balls to take out a fellow member, but you did. So it's time for you to join up. Taking over the organization will be a piece of cake with the three of us. Mm-hmm. And then Axel says, so that's where Sora comes in. Mm-hmm. Larxene says, if he wants to see Namine... Why don't we just give him what he wants? And then Marluxia sort of taunts Namine in a gross way. She's like, or he's like, uh, rejoice, Namine. The time is near for you to meet the hero you've been longing for. And she says, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's something. Uh, okay, yeah, so that happens. And now we can talk about Riku. Replica Riku. Repliku. Oh, that's nice. That's good. I've seen it before, but it doesn't roll out the tongue quite quite as well. <laughs> um so he's out there. Um I wrote down in my notes now without a daddy. Um because the, <laughs> the person who made him was now fucking dead as shit. Uh so some interesting things happen in this scene. Um, and it ties in with what Vexen said before because he referred to his Riku creation also being driven by a twisted memory. Mm-hmm. And we get to see what that is in this scene because Riku starts to talk about why he's protecting Namine. And it sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, it's almost like we heard it before in this episode. Yeah, it's it's actually exactly the same. as It's the same meteor shower story. Um and so- Although, interestingly, one of the lines has changed because uh, I, and I think it's a cool, a cool choice because whereas Sora says, I'll, I'll hit that meteor right back into space. Uh, Riku doesn't say that. He says something more like macho man heroic or whatever. And I think it's interesting that the false memories are, are different for each of these characters, depending on their personality. They're, they're more in tune to who they are. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, long story short, they have the exact same story of a promise they made to Namine under a meteor shower. Yeah, so Sora calls bullshit. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like, uh, actually, I did that, which is neither of them did that. But so he pulls out the charm, Sora does, and is like, no, I have this, and it happened to me. And Riku's like, where did you get that? I have that. And then his brain short circuits. Um, for a second. Yeah, you actually see an anim- animation of like a ding in his forehead of the cognitive dissonance, yeah. dissonance just going wild. Which, iron- you you referred to him as a robot in this episode, and ironically, I had 
uh, had never considered that. I kind of just thought it was like some weird organic bullshit. <laughs> like I never once considered that he built a robot. He's something. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter. But so he pulls out his Riku pulls out his own charm, and he claims that Sora's must be fake. And then the biggest line of irony. Probably in this yeah. franchise, he yells. Yeah, it's so good. Fakes should be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's such an amazing. It's that's a real. That's really well written. Mm-hmm. He's a fake. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So that happens. They fight. Sora wins. Yep. Speed run and. <laughs> so, uh, so he runs away or just is gone. I don't know. And yeah, Riku runs off, and he, he importantly he drops his charm. Very in character for Riku. He runs away crying. And so Sora picks up the charm and in analyzing it, it turns into a world card for Destiny Islands. Going back home. Going home. Not in this episode. No, that's next time. Um, I'm kind of confused about the mechanics of how that became a world card. But how does anything become a world card? It's it's a thing. It it was a thing made of fake memories to begin with Mm -hmm. because you didn't actually have that charm. So who cares? Yeah. Anyways. But also, it's supposed to be from Sora's memory. Hmm. And that's the thing. The original one is transformed from Kairi's. So, like, there's a lot of layers of going on. A lot of layers of That might as well be the subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Hand of Enemies. All right, well, now that we've d- dissolved into making strange noises. <laughs> Word association. I guess we can wrap it up. Um, shit, okay. Uh, do you want to... Well, actually, I guess I'll plug my stuff first. We never bring it up, but you tweeted about it for your other show, so I want to mention it, um, that you can review us on iTunes. Um, it's cool, and it helps yeah. uh, to do that. They don't really care what you write. Um most of them are bullshit jokes. One of them, one of the reviews was five stars and it says, I love the garbage truck. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure That's that just really happened good. in the first episode. So, um, although there was a spiritual successor in the ice cream truck. Um, so, yeah. So, do that. You can also follow the show on Twitter at MemorizeCast, um, where we tweet various things, usually racing to retweet Kingdom Hearts memes that we see. Um, you can also follow myself on Twitter uh, at Ghost of Joe, spelled just J O. Um, I let's see, I did a review of Wolfenstein Two. Um, by the time this is up, I'll probably publish my Life is Strange before the Storm piece, which is I'm really happy with that. So you should go read that if you care about Life is Strange. Um, and I have another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, in which I go through One Piece. That's all I got. I'm Wheels. You can follow me at the Travis W. I do a show called Arbitrary Archive with my brother. It's like a media recommendation thing. Then I do an actual play tabletop podcast where we randomly generate as many things as we can called Very Random Encounters. Uh, but I guess more immediately relevant is a show was a, a show that's been on Hey I. <laughs> a show that has been on hiatus that's hard to say a show that's been on hiatus for a long time is a show called mythical which is a like a sideshow of a pokemon podcast i used to be on and mythical is a is another actual play podcast but it's got um it's like pokemon inspired 
Um, we recorded that season like a year ago uh, and I was on it. And it's really weird to be uh, hearing me on a podcast and have no recollection of any of the events. Uh, but you can have that strange journey with me. It's called Mythical. Um, there are five seasons of it, actually. And this is the fifth season that just started. It's fun. Um, yeah, do that. So that was a hazy recollection of a really hazy recollection of Hollow Bastion and an even hazier recollection of Twilight Town, I guess. I mean, hardly even a recollection because whatever. It was things happened. Got Got it. it. Memorized. My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but we talk about the anime called One Piece every week, about five or so episodes at a time. I'm currently caught up with the series. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. (laughs) (laughs) And their loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. (laughs) And until you tune in, to be continued.